0: This is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast, episode 26. Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. All right, y'all. I am here today with a very exciting guest, Monica Diehl. Monica is the founder of Stellar, a revolutionary, high-performance, inclusive line of makeup that over-delivers to medium skin tones. And Sephora, just a year ago, has been extremely successful with this line as well, which is really exciting and amazing. So welcome, Monica. So excited to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. So I love to kick off these episodes with a little this or that. Just a fun little game before we dive into the questions. So if you're down for it, I'm going to ask you um, a few quick no-brainer
1: questions. All right. Sounds good.
0: Okay. Early riser or night owl?
1: Um, Would love to be a night owl, but unfortunately, I'm an early riser. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast or books? Uh, Probably books, just so I can completely escape Mm. my uh, laptop.
0: Mm -hmm, Totally. Colorful wardrobe or neutral wardrobe? Depends upon the day. Okay. So based on mood,
1: what'd you say? Based on mood, very much. Mood. Awesome. Tea or coffee? If it's Indian chai tea, if that's not available, coffee. Okay.
0: And takeout or cooking?
1: Cooking.
0: <laughs> Love it. Yes. Okay. So now let's just dive in. So I think your story is really interesting because it's not that you set out to create a beauty line. You were first very successful as a broadcaster in Canada. So kind of break it down, your career and how it progressed into you know, having a product that's in Sephora.
1: Well, you almost have to go back to the very beginning, which is I grew up uh, you know, I was born in India. I was raised in Canada, and I was raised in a culture that didn't celebrate or encourage makeup. Mm. So that, of course, made me obsessive about makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, I was raised like a good Indian girl who, you know, we don't wear makeup. We don't. Just very, very strict and conservative. Mm-hmm. So I sort of was that kid that would like put lipstick on, on the school bus on the way to school and then take it all off with Vaseline on the school bus (laughs) ride home. And uh, I went to university in Winnipeg, Manitoba, where uh, I was raised uh, on a farm just outside of that city. And then I uh, got a job as a club DJ. Okay. Okay. (laughs) While I was at school. I then started my own band. Uh, which I took on the road. I had a band in high school, had a band in university, but now had a real band that was my living, so to oh, speak. Oh, wow. Okay. Didn't really make much of a living, <laughs> <with the> band, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, but that's okay. You know, it just uh, it builds character. That's yeah. what it does. <laughs> and then I went to Toronto hoping to get a record deal, uh, which I did not get. But I did get offered a job in entertainment television at a station called Much Music and City TV, which is like MTV okay. in, uh, in uh, America. Mm-hmm. So the reason I tell you all that is because in every one of those jobs, you had a look, right. you know, right. and it mattered that you had a look. And so makeup became a really big part of my world professionally as Mm -hmm. well as uh, just my personal obsession with it. So you end up trying absolutely every product out there. I mean, people are throwing makeup at you. And so you kind of become an influencer before that was a thing, Monica. Yeah, totally. Makes sense. Um, And so all of that uh, was wonderful and fed my obsession with makeup. However, I used to have such a hard time getting the right match for my foundation and my powder and my concealer. And of course, you know, TV is a visual medium Mm -hmm. and it matters. So I would literally get things custom custom blended Mm -hmm. or makeup artists would spend, you know, a lot of time adding a bit of this and a bit of that and getting a personal little mix for me for that particular day. Now, along the way, I did a little bit of modeling, I did a little bit of acting, and it just seemed to be a common theme that oh, well, now let's see what color we can put together for you, Monica. Right. And that's fine because, you know, in that, in that time, like the, the 90s, etc. I think people in the medium skin tone weren't necessarily great buyers of makeup. Like my mom, mm. you know, was a Revlon woman. She wore Revlon makeup and that's all she wore. Mm-hmm. But I flash forward to, you know, the last few years, where my daughters, I've got four kids, and my older two daughters are 21 and 20. My son is 18, and my younger daughter is almost 13. So my older daughters are graduating, and they're shopping for makeup, and their friends are shopping for makeup, and they're being told the same thing. Mm-hmm. That, well, there's, you're kind of between these two colors, or here's exactly your shade, but it's $65, and they're like, what? <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of, and I, I started to get a little bit angry. Yeah, and I started to feel like I don't get it now. Medium skin tone people are Hispanic, Latino, East Indian like me, West Indian, you know, Mediterranean, Filipino, Chinese, mm-hmm. uh, racially mixed, Afro-American, Afro, uh, Afro-Canadian, Aboriginal, First Nations. I mean, we're two-thirds of the world's population. Yeah. And we're the fastest-growing demographic in North America. And now we're wearing makeup. And thanks to YouTube, you know, most of us are pretty good at it mm-hmm. and, and kind of into it. Um, now Indian girls are well-groomed if they're wearing makeup. So I sort of felt like, how can all these big brands be missing how to match us? And I started to look at Sephora. Sorry, this is a long story, no, but it's an no, important story because yes. it's, what, it's what got us here. Totally. So I started to look at Sephora because I love <laughs> Sephora because I'm a VIB rouge. I love- Me too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the experience of buying makeup. I'm, I'm a client. So I picked Sephora and I looked at every brand that they had and I actually charted every shade of every foundation they sold up on one great big Pantone skin tone chart. Oh my gosh. And I felt that Sephora represents the industry pretty well. Um, what I found is that there really is a hole in the middle. Yes, there are co- sorry colors offered there, but not nearly as many offerings as there were on the, Light side and on the deep side, surprisingly enough, even the deep side was well on its way to mattering, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And the middle, again, all these people, we just didn't have as many offerings. Yes, there were brands doing it, but not nearly as many. With a lot of brands, and I'm not going to name names Mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of brands I have loved and adored all these years and worn happily, Mm -hmm. but you know, they didn't always have my shade. Yeah, And so that's when I guess an obsession kind of became a mission. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know what, I'm doing this. My kids are older. I want to go back to work. I want to do something where I'm challenged, uh, where I'm making a difference, where I see a need and I want to fill that need. And so that's how Stellar started. That's amazing.
0: I love that. And for me personally, that feels really relatable because so I'm Spanish, Filipino, and Irish, so it's okay. <laughs> a so fun combination. But you I,
1: know exactly what I'm talking. Yeah, about.
0: and I remember in high school going to the department store, and you know I've my money I've saved up for like whatever makeup I want, and going to the counter, and then. It being like, well, you need to mix this shade with this shade and this shade. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. That's confusing yeah. me. And I don't know, like, I know that I would take this home and I wouldn't get the proportions right when I'm mixing it myself. <laughs> just exactly. way too complicated. So I've just always kind of just settled for what I knew was pretty, pretty decent. But I, yeah, it really hits home that it's like, I do remember it being such a different experience going to the makeup counter than my friends had.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. And I have to tell you, I, it is the most amazing feeling when grown women look at me as I'm standing in a Sephora store applying color to them. Like it's actually emotional. They actually look at me and they say, oh my God, that's an exact, I have never, like, wow. And I've literally had grown women with tears in their mm-hmm. eyes saying, I have never been able to just match before. And that just means everything. Like, that is everything. That's why I did it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's those moments that I live for, I tell you.
0: Right. It's so powerful. That's one thing about the beauty industry as a whole that I've realized it really is tied to that like emotional piece within us. Like, yes, it's, there's an external piece to it in the fact that it's makeup, but I hear so many stories of how like, it just, you know, like helps someone just connect with themselves on a different level at the same time. And I think like when you finally feel like you're included in that and that you don't have to mix the shade or like you just have to settle for, something, even though it never seems quite right, it's just so powerful to finally feel included.
1: Monica, you're so right. That's exactly it. It's
0: amazing. And so from the moment you started this research, when you went into Sephora and you started gathering your data, so to speak, how long was that process from actually creating your line of
1: beauty products? It was immediate. Really? Uh, It was immediate because um, I'm the kind of person who I'm Mm -hmm. action-oriented. So once I get an idea in my head, Mm -hmm. I just, I I need to get it done. And so I literally just started working on it immediately. When I saw with my own eyes the gap, Mm -hmm. and then I took out every foundation that was $50 and over, and the gap got even wider. There were even fewer offerings. I just kind of went, you know what? I'm doing this. And I started right away. Mm-hmm.
0: Was there like a lot of research on the back end or in terms of like actually like the creation process and the formulas or did you already yeah. know or but did you already know like what you really wanted to create in terms of like textures and coverage and
1: quality oh, and things like that? Yeah, totally. 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 Because again, I'm a complete makeup junkie. Mm-hmm. You know, I've tried everything. I buy the, the, the $8 mascara. I buy the $100 concealer. <laughs> I just love experiencing everything. Mm-hmm. So I already had pretty set ideas in my head about what I wanted. And all of that is part of the brand DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one, I wanted to to hit all skin tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to over-deliver to medium skin tones. Secondly, I wanted it to be clean. So almost every product we have is vegan. Uh, everything is gluten-free. Uh, we do not test on animals. Uh, no parabens, sulfates, for phthalates. There's no fragrance except the lip gloss. There's no mineral oils. So I wanted to have a clean quality line. That was the second thing. I told the lab that if I won't wear it every day, then I don't want, I don't want to sell it. I don't care what the margin is. That doesn't interest me as much as a really high performance product. And that brings me to the third point. I wanted it to feel and look and have the payoff of a top tier brand. But again, in the interests of being inclusive, Mm -hmm. I wanted the price to be accessible. Mm So that's what we have. We have a line that performs like a top tier brand, but is priced accessibly. Because to me, that's part of being inclusive. It's not just having the colors Mm -hmm. right. It's also uh, pricing it in a way where uh, most people can actually think about buying Mm -hmm. it. Um, so all of that is kind of how the brand uh, DNA came about. So that's kind of how we worked on it I love that. towards that. End. I love that.
0: And even, you know, speaking of like the price point, it's like even a high like a high schooler, for example, like can feel like they can buy it instead of feeling like they have to wait for one day to finally feel like they can buy the shade that they want.
1: Well, you know what? I'll tell you something, Monica. If you, in the States, mm-hmm. if you buy the foundation and the concealer and the powder mm-hmm. or the foundation, uh, the primer foundation and the concealer. If you buy any three of the complexion products, it's under a hundred dollars. Which is incredible. Like, which is not, you know, I mean, I've, ta- I've had people within the industry say to me, you can price your stuff higher. The quality is right. amazing. And I just look at them and I say, but then that's, that's not, not the, the brand. Yeah. Way. It's meant to be inclusive, not just in color, but also in uh, price. So thank you. That.
0: Seriously. Because, yeah. Because, and I keep talking about to high school, just because that is such a formative time when you're playing and exploring makeup and just, yeah. you know, to have that, because again, like I remember even going to the drugstore to buy like, whatever, you know, like cover girl. And again, like, it's just, you can't just, I couldn't just buy the, one of the six options that were there. So
1: yeah, I, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's so
0: cool. And so how did your daughters feel about this? Like, were they just like so excited or were they like, mom, really? <laughs> like, are you doing this?
1: <laughs> which which <laughs> I'll tell you something. Um, so my husband and my kids have just been incredibly supportive, incredibly supportive um, in, in every way. I mean, basically, you know, I couldn't do this without yeah. them standing firmly beside me, behind me, all around me. And we are a privately owned, independent brand in this day and age of <laughs> everybody <laughs> being owned by someone yeah. else that's got a gazillion dollars. Yeah to fly influencers to yeah. Fiji. <laughs> you know that really really matters with us it came down to the product and i think my kids had faith mm-hmm. that when it comes to makeup you know your stuff. i think they thought that i would know yeah. my stuff yeah secondly when i when we got into sephora north america which you know was unbelievable and we were um Thrilled, and at the same time, terrified. <laughs> uh, we knew, I knew that the way that I wanted to roll out this brand was I was going to go on the road, and I was going to visit every store, and I was going to talk to the cast members and the clients myself. Yeah. Because, again, that's part of the brand DNA. Yeah. We're interactive. We're approachable. We We want to connect with you. It's about connection. Yeah. You know? Um, and I told them, I said, wow, if we say yes to Sephora in North America, it means that I, you know, I'm going to be on the mm-hmm. road and you guys, you know, I kind of gave up my entire TV career at the top of the Ferris wheel to be home with my kids because from my family, that was the right, right thing to do. I think every family does what's right for them. I think every woman should work if that's what's right mm-hmm. for her family. I should stay home if that's what's right for her family, but I don't think, Just a total aside here. I don't think women should be judged for whatever choices they make. Not that, you know, I just like to say that because that matters to me. But anyway, so I said to my kids that it's going to be like our family life's going to take a hit. And they all just looked at me and said, you know what? You gave up so much for all of us and you should do what you want to do. And we've got this. Like, don't worry. I love that. And it was amazing because... You know, they were used to me doing everything (laughs) and they had to, they had to all sort of figure it out really fast and we did, we did. So yeah, they were, they were, they were great about it and everybody has helped out. They've been my (laughs) testers, they've been my, my inventory counters, they've been working on social media as a summer job, they, you know, they've been part of it in every way and how
0: powerful to you know for them to see their mom have a mission that like it's not like you just want to create a makeup line like there's so much more of a mission and vision and just legacy behind this and to be like my mom decided to do this and she made it happen like that's so inspiring
1: you know what monica thank you for saying that because that is that was important to me You know, I wanted my kids to understand that our family ethics are that Mm -hmm. we work hard. You know, that's just how they were raised. They watched their dad work really hard. They watched me work really hard, having four kids and being involved in their lives and, you know, volunteering for things and keeping is you know, it's work. But I think, I do think sometimes even those that you're doing the work for, don't understand mm-hmm. um, how much organization and just just how hard it is to be that parent, mom or dad, that stays at home and keeps everything together uh, and makes sure everybody's needs are met. I don't think people get it quite the same way. I don't, I still, I, I don't think they do yet. That, you know, there's still some work to be done there. But I think when my kids saw this, you're absolutely right. It meant a lot to me that they saw that, wow, our mom knows how to work. I schlep suitcases all over North America, full of product. I work till 12, one o'clock in the morning all the time when we have launches. Uh, I'm on the phone on conference calls at 6am when I have to be because I'm dealing with Toronto. I'm dealing with New, new York and we live mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Um, you know, I do what has to be done. I get what we have to get done, done. And that message is, for me, really important, that our kids understand that mm-hmm. this is life, that there is no easy way, there is no fast way, there's one way to do what you want to do, and mm-hmm. that's to work and get it done. Um, and they work hard. You know, they, they actually are good kids who are grounded, who work hard, but I think it's important to uh, put your money where your mm-hmm. mouth is. And I think they saw me do that. absolutely. It. And
0: I think it's really important that we kind of touch on what you said about there's no fast track. Like it's work. Because so as an influencer and as someone who helps influencers really, you know, go from being in a hobby blog to actually getting paid, I come across a lot of people yes. who just want to get rich quick. <laughs> 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 and or they either want to get rich quick or they want to just do something that sounds cool. And to me, there's no get rich quick if it's something that's going to be sustainable and fulfilling. And the same goes for doing something that feels that's just cool, like that's not sustainable. Like you have to have your purpose, that bigger like like I said legacy piece that you want to leave on the world or else you're going to be working really hard and you're just going to burn out because you don't know what that that inner motivating factor is. And so for you, I think it's so cool that like the hard work is so worth it. And you and of course you'd put in the hard work. So, what advice would you have for someone who can't seem to tap into what like their mission or their purpose really is, how would, how did they uncover that?
1: I think you have to, A, keep yourself open to any opportunities. Okay. If you're young and you just keep yourself open to any opportunities. And as a matter of fact, don't get hung Mm -hmm. up on the money. Um, I'll tell you something. I, when I started as a club DJ, I volunteered. I was not paid for three months because I wanted to learn how to play records. I wanted to learn how to beat mix. And I was lucky enough that uh, the manager of a club that I, you know, used to go to with my friends, like, let me learn how to play records. And I actually went in there and did it for free three nights a week, you know, lame nights on top of that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, but I did it as if I was being paid. And I remember my friends saying to me, Oh my God, like these people are taking total advantage of you because you're going in there like they're paying you and you don't even take days off and they're not even (laughs) paying you. And I'd say, well, they're paying me in drinks. And, and at that point I didn't drink alcohol and they'd say, Monica, you drink diet Coke and you get all of us diet Coke. Like they're not paying you. You know, they'd be laughing at me. But you know what happened? Three months later, uh, the paid DJ who did the, the real shift, which was Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, mm-hmm. quit. And guess who got yeah. off for the job? Yeah. And So, you know, I, I, I've i always worked really, really hard. But I've always kept myself open to opportunities. And I think people should do that. So, number one, you know, Volunteer think about what you love i loved music that's what i loved so i ended up doing jobs that were around music and in the end that's not where my success came from okay but all those experiences gave me the skill set to make television um an amazing career for me and so i would say Like volunteer in areas where you think you might have an interest in something, because that's going to give you the chance to figure out if you actually do without investing yourself in a way that now you can't quit because you made a commitment to the job. You know, volunteering is a wonderful thing. Keeping yourself open to all opportunities, whether they seem to fit your grand plan or not, just get out there and get experience. Thirdly, I would say research. Just do the research. It's really important to learn as much as you can about any field that you have an interest in. And You know, I think things lead you to other things. And when you look back, you go, oh, the reason I loved DJing and I loved having a band is because it was about people. It was actually about connecting. I connected to people through music. So, when I got into TV and I worked in live interactive television, that was my strongest strength is that I love people. And and I happen to love music, and I put the two together and got this career. I realized with makeup, it's exactly the same thing. I I love people. You put me in in a Sephora store, and I've got makeup and I've got people. I am a happy person. I love that. So, you know, I think. Um, I realized in the end, it wasn't just about the music. It was about pop culture. Mm. It was about relating to people. That's what the common thread. And it was about working really hard at whatever I did, no matter what I was getting Mm -hmm. paid. And in the end, it all paid off. So that would be my advice is just, you know, try everything. Mm -hmm. Don't close doors. And. Yeah. Yeah. Like try everything. You never know. And that might help you discover what is it that, that you love. And then, you know, keep, keep trying things because you never know where it leads. If you do know what you love, then get involved, get involved and network with other people, you know, learn about that business, do your research and find out where you fit in that Mm -hmm. plan. Yeah. Right? But again, bottom line, everything is work. There is no easy way. There is no simple way. People keep people have said to me so many times, Oh, it must be so glamorous to own a makeup company (laughs) and still waiting for the glamour part to kick in. Still waiting for that like anytime.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean that's the and I think that's the thing to remember is that again, like whether you're in your dream job or not there's still work that needs to be done and to accept that exactly. and that and then when you have that greater purpose it's worth it it's it feels more fulfilling exactly. it doesn't feel like burnout so another question that i get a lot and i think i feel like you're going to have a really good answer to this just based on the last question but people will come to me and they say i know what i want to do but i just don't know where to start and they think that they have to like make this grand, I don't know, grand action step in order to feel like they're starting, but it's almost like you can start today by doing the research. So what, what would you say about that? Like what, if someone knows where their passion lies, how can they start today? Do they have an excuse? Is there an excuse wow. to not starting today?
1: No, if you're not starting today, it's because you're, you're scared. And what you have to understand is everybody is scared. Mm -hmm. The people who get somewhere are the people who say, I'm scared, but I'm just going to trust my instincts and Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for this. And I think you're right. It's like nobody, you know, there's an old expression, Rome wasn't built Mm -hmm. in one day. And no one's career happened in one day so you have to start somewhere everyone has everyone did um you, you you start small because when you start small you make mistakes everyone makes mistakes you learn at every point you learn you learn what you did right you learn what you did wrong um you keep moving towards the goal um exactly you know as you're saying like just start doing your research, start to network with people who are involved in that Mm -hmm. business and, um, volunteer if you have to, or just put, just, just put stuff out there. You know, the worst that can happen is it doesn't work. Oh, well, that's okay. You figure out what you did wrong or you figure out what you could have done differently and you do it again. Mm And you just keep throwing it against the wall until something sticks. Yeah. Um, there, There is no other way. Unless you have a path where, oh, I mm-hmm. want to be a lawyer or I want to be an accountant. Well, that's a different path. Obviously, there are very concrete steps towards that. But anything that is creative or artistic, you just have to keep having faith in your vision, having faith in your talent, and you just have to keep. Doing it any opportunity you can. So, what's
0: coming up for you next in 2018? What are you most excited about for the Stellar Beauty line?
1: I'm most excited about all our new products because when we launched over a year ago now, it was very, uh, it was a lot of core, what we call core. So, foundation, concealer, powders, um, lipstick, blush, uh, mascara eyeliner, eyeshadow. So we have just launched uh Starlust holographic lip gloss which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um coming up uh in uh the next few weeks we have an Opus liquid lip which is eight phenomenal colors of a velvet matte liquid lip that I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. And then we have a uh holographic highlight palette. It's called Starlust Holographic Highlight Palette. And it's called that because uh, the three shades in it actually match with three of the Starlust Holographic lip glosses. Uh So it's an awesome, awesome look. um, And I'm really excited about that. That's so cool. Um, We're also in the interest of being truly inclusive. Uh We're actually doing a shade extension of our Limitless Concealer and Monica, what we're adding is more light tones and more deeper tones. So, we're doing, we're doing the opposite. Yeah, of what I, yeah I was just thinking of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that, so, though.
1: Those are out uh, in late April.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, because we had so many people on social saying, Love your concealer, but you haven't got my color. <laughs> but you haven't got my color. And I have to be honest, first I was like, really you're saying that to me yeah I don't have your color because you're because you're light like hey welcome to my world that's what i've been hearing right. my whole life but so, it really um, is a
0: testament to the product is that even though there's so many other lines like the quality and care that's gone into this shows
1: that's a nice you know that's a nice way to put it thank right? you right no know.
0: that's i mean it's true because if If they have all the options in their son, and they're like, "But I want this one."
1: That's yeah. That's actually nice. That's actually yeah. Okay, I just thought, (laughs) oh my god, we we need to be more inclusive. So so yeah, hopefully people will be happy about that. So I'm just excited about creating new product and you know trying to take it the extra step. So our lip gloss isn't tacky, and your hair doesn't stick to it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. disappear after a minute and a half you know what I mean yeah so you know just just working on products trying to get them to where I think they should be because you know I'm not a makeup artist and I'm not a supermodel and that's not what I bring to the table what Mm -hmm. I bring to the table is I'm the client Mm -hmm. I'm the one that always used the makeup and it had expectations of how it should perform so now to be able to create product and have it performed the way I think it should have always performed at that price. That's the most thrilling thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite product in your line that like, I know it's, it's probably hard to choose a favorite, but is there one that you're just like so obsessed with and so in love with that you tell everyone they need to grab this first?
1: Okay. That really is like asking which one of my four children is <laughs> you your favorite. favorite.
0: I know. I knew that was going to happen.
1: <laughs> no, again, it just depends upon what day it is. Sometimes yeah. I think this is my favorite child and other times it's my <laughs> other favorite child, but ultimately they're all my favorite yeah. children. Yeah. Um, so same thing, but I mean, I would say the Stardust lip powder, the lip powder is something everyone should try and have, because it's different, yeah. because it's innovative, uh, and because uh, we put it out now a year ago, from what I understand, now Chanel is doing one, Maybelline's doing one, oh. uh, Apologies doing one, a lot of people are doing a lip powder, okay. but we put it out a year ago, and what lip powder is, is it's a hydrating powder for your lips, and it's serious, rich, saturated color and you can wear it alone. You, you, you just put a swipe of balm on, then you put the lip powder on with the applicator it comes with, which looks like an eyeshadow applicator, okay. but it's not an eyeshadow, Monica. It's truly a product that's meant for your lips, and it's gorgeous. Wow. Uh, you can apply it over a liquid lip once you let it dry down, or over any other lipstick, and it totally transforms every color and texture into this like luminous matte just beautiful velvety texture so it's like buying 100 new lip products in one three shade palette you know so i would nice. urge everyone to try that just because it is uh once it's sold out it's sold out okay we're not going to do it again but it really is an innovative product that i think people would really use yeah. and would sort of benefit from extending every other lip product they have.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. And and it's hydrating too.
1: Yeah. Like okay. it's not an eyeshadow. It's not. Okay. So Great. when you do an ombre look with it, like I often do uh sort of red on the sides and then pink in the middle and then a bit of gold in the very center, it stays exactly where you put it. Like it doesn't, you know, melt into one color in the end it stays where you put it and you can do the most awesome effects with it because it stays where you put the color
0: that's really cool and i'm all about hydrating i'm i'm one of those girls that has constantly chapped lips And so if there's a product that's not hydrating, I can't do it. But then if I see something hydrating, I'm like, okay, give that to me. (laughs) My lips need the hydration. Because there's so many cool um, lip products out there that are just drying, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and our gloss to that have vitamin A, vitamin E, and aloe in them. So the glosses feel like a lip balm, but they do not look like a lip balm. They are a full-on high-shine Like gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous look!
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, that's awesome. So, okay, so there's two questions that I always wrap up the podcast with for my guests, and the first one is, "What is your favorite lifestyle tip or trick that you have up your sleeve?" This can be beauty, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, anything.
1: My favorite,
0: oh my goodness,
1: I have so many. My favorite one would be take care of your skin. Mm -hmm. Like really take care of your skin, get into skincare no matter what age you're at. Um, And I don't mean like Botox. I mean, (laughs) take care of your skin. Uh, Use an eye cream, use a moisturizer, look after your skin because in the end you end up in the skin that you deserve. I really Mm. think that. So that would be my one that I'm, picky about and then i guess secondly um get out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. whatever it is in life whether it's makeup or it's what you do for a living or you know how you spend your saturday nights like get out of your comfort zone and try things sometime because i i really believe in trying everything once Mm -hmm. and if you don't like it you don't have to ever do it again right And say that you tried it. So, those would be my two things.
0: I love those. So good. And then, what did your morning routine look like today?
1: (laughs) Oh, my morning routine. (laughs) Um, Well, it's kind of the same most days right now. Uh, I'm in Toronto um, for work. So, Uh, I'm here for uh, a massive photo shoot that we did for all the new model images that are going to be, um, on our store fixture, on our website, in our social media, and I'm also working in two of the stores. So, uh, what happens is I wake up at around five o'clock in the morning and I uh, work for an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, then I... I have to drink coffee all through that, of course. You understand? Mm, Yes. (laughs) Um, And then I, you know, get myself together. Um, A big part of getting myself together is using sunscreen, no matter where I am, no matter what the climate is. So once I do my whole lotions and potions in the morning routine, while I have my sunscreen on, I have to let it sit for 15 minutes to half an hour before I apply makeup. So then I work. Okay. Um, Then I packed up all my gear i'm going to be traveling tonight um and then i worked and then i'm speaking to you yeah. uh then i'm going to run out to the store and in the car on the way to the store i'm going to be doing work phone calls mm-hmm. um to get a few things finalized and done um i sent in the approval for a couple of formulas for our holiday product that we did this morning that's coming yeah. out uh, made sure that our deluxe sample of cosmic face powder in haze is uh, shipping to Sephora, so that's going to be offered in the VIB program online. Oh, yeah, and it's you know 12 noon, so I have right. I'm
0: like, you're getting stuff done. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I mean, and I guess like that just shows like you're showing up. You are choosing to show up every day and make this happen.
1: Now, absolutely, Monica. And then when I'm home, it's much the same routine, except the first thing I do is take the dogs out for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I work and uh, then I make some breakfast with my kids. Or the youngest one anyway, who's almost 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I work and then the kids go to school and then I work. So that's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, there's only two, Two types of days that I have right now because we're again we're an independent brand mm-hmm. and we're in the stage where we just have to work right now. Yeah. You know, is it always going to be like this? I hope not. I hope I can <laughs> um, have the odd day where I can sleep in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, um, I guess when I'm not working, I'm really with my kids and yeah. my husband, and that's <laughs> so, what matter. So if I'm not working, I I I, I hang out with my family. Um, and just spend time with them doing anything, um, anything that they want to do. And sometimes that's just hanging around, chitting and chatting about what everyone's up to, you know? I love that. Uh, It's great. That's all that that's it. That's just life right now, and that's exactly the life I want right now.
0: Mm -hmm. And really like, okay, as someone, so I'm 28 and so I'm kind of at that age where a lot of my friends are having this moment where they're like, can I have my career and can I have kids? And I mean, it's just so refreshing. I know they're going to feel so kind of a sense of relief listening to this my, and probably the listeners as well that like, it's not about choosing one or the other. Like you, you figure out your life path in the way that it's supposed to play out.
1: You know what? I think that's exactly it. I think you have to be, you have to worry about your own agenda. Mm -hmm. You have to worry about what works for you. Uh, if you're single, Mm -hmm. what works for you as a family, uh, if you're not. And I think that's the key Monica is you have to stop worrying about what everybody else's agenda is. There's no right time to get married. There's no right time to have children. There's no right time, you know, you do what works for you, where you can be the most present mm-hmm. um, in whatever situation you're in, and it's not going to be perfect. It's still not going to mm-hmm. be perfect, and that's okay. Yeah. But can you do everything and try everything and experience everything? Yes, you can. Sometimes it's not always at all exactly at the same, the same time. time.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Because you just can't live by, well, I should be married at this age. I should have kids at this age. I should be working at this level at this age. Mm-hmm. You know what? Everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. And it's when you try to please everybody else that you end up unhappy. Yeah. You know, you got to just do what's right for you and the people you care about. Um, don't judge other people because mm-hmm. you're no one to judge them. Yeah. You, you're not in their shoes. Yeah. And the other thing is, Like, compete against yourself. Mm -hmm. That's when things work. Like, forget what everybody else is doing. Um, Learn from people who are doing, in your opinion, better than you. And learn from people who, in your opinion, are doing not as well as they could be. Learn from that. Don't judge it. Everyone's got their own path. Judge yourself. You know? Compete against yourself. Last time I did this... I got this far. This time I want to get that far. You I know, I really think too many people spend too much time worrying about what everybody else is doing. And if you, if you don't, then you're getting on with your own life. And yeah. that's what it's about.
0: Absolutely. Wow. It, thank you. Thank you for that like, Thank you. I think like, so fun. I know. And honestly, like, I think like this just really spoke to every girl in her twenties right now who like feels like they're supposed to be fitting like this, like definition of where they should be at in life. So that's amazing. So where can everyone find stellar? So we mentioned Sephora, uh, where else can they, well, up.
1: We are uh, exclusive to Sephora okay. in uh, North North America right now, and that's where we're very happy being. They yeah. are awesome partners. They're the partners. best, They've yeah. Just awesome to work with. Um, so we're in select stores uh, in New York, LA, San Francisco, Miami, Las Vegas, Washington, DC, Boston, Honolulu, San Juan, Toronto, and Vancouver. Uh, and of course, we're online at uh, Sephora.com. and. Follow us on Instagram. It's Stellar Beauty Official. And my personal Instagram is Monica, uh, dot Deal. And yeah, we're Amazing. just, uh, we just want to connect. We just want to be connected.
0: Yes. I'm going to be in DC next week. So I'll try to stop by Sephora. That
1: would be awesome. You know what? Uh, I'm going to be in DC in a couple of weeks. Oh. Um, the weekend of April 12th, 13th, 14th. So just in case you're there, please.
0: Yeah. D- okay okay let's stay in touch for sure well thank you monica so much there's just so much good stuff in here and you're really this was a really inspiring conversation i know i'm taking with this with me the rest of the day to just be motivated to get shit done (laughs)
1: like it was such a pleasure to to do this and you know what you are getting stuff done (laughs) thank you You obviously are getting stuff done. So just keep on doing what you're doing.
0: Thank you so
1: much.
0: All right. right. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free tips and trainings, head over to monicawoodhams.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.